Thank you, listeners, for being with us on this journey of Curiosity Continuum. We are now in our third year, starting our ninth season. We are excited for what the future holds, and we wanted to celebrate you, the listeners, by looking back at what resonated most with you. Yeah, so we thought maybe periodically we're going to be sprinkling in some encore presentations of certain episodes that everyone really loved. And with that, what we're going to do is kind of riff again on some of these topics, not to uh, respin, but to kind of continue that conversation. We want to explore those regions with you all. So without further ado, here's the encore presentation. Imagine this, a beautiful thing catches your eye. You turn and appreciate what you see and enjoy it fully. It makes you smile. Imagine this, a beautiful thing catches your eye. You turn and appreciate what you see and enjoy it fully. It makes you smile. As you heard this, you probably started to play something out in your mind in some way. Did your scenario change with a woman's voice versus a man's voice? Did you put them in different situations? Did you apply a context to something without knowing all the details? Think about this as we launch out into the loop and discuss contextual awareness today on Curiosity Continuum. This is Brian. And this is Josh. Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends, myself, Brian, and my best friend, Josh, who want to share conversations with you that explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics that will spark your curiosity and help you integrate information and enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world. So where you guys can find us, I know a lot of people have been asking, so here's where we're going to find us. CuriosityContinuum.com. From there, you can listen to us right from there. You can click on, you can follow us on social media. You can interact, and you also rate us on those on social media and wherever you are listening to us, too. It helps us find a new audience, so please do that. This podcast is successful because of your listening ears and your contributions, and we thank you. For everything that you are providing for us by uh, keeping this conversation going between us all. So today, the title is Contextual Awareness. Now, this is part of our uh, kind of our opening statement that we give at every the front of every podcast. We want to talk about the contextual awareness is because we live in a world now where there's such a diversity and broad spectrum of different contexts, different backgrounds people are coming from. And rather than it be divisive it can be something beautiful and wonderful but the key thing to keep in mind is this is that the context of something matters and so until you really define that well enough we make assumptions about when we hear somebody talk or you know if you say this word you think it means this and uh, it means something completely different now Josh, I don't know about you I know for me in my own <laughs> marriage I had to make sure that we define what some words meant because uh, they didn't mean the same things, and we only learned that after a lot of uh, conversations and trial and error. Arguments and uh, misinterpretations, probably. That, that's a better way of putting it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that, I think that's kind of how a lot of people find out that 
when you are growing up in your own family bubble in your own little sphere like families have different ways of talking to each other amongst themselves and then with everybody in the in the you know broad spectrum of life i've i noticed that at an early age that like when we, you know my dad and i were talking it was we could talk a little different than when we were talking with everybody and how even his demeanor changed so it was like he was it was a different context he was now you know pre, you're basically putting on not really a show but you are kind of presenting yourself to the world in a way that people want, you know, everybody wants to understand you. I think the nice thing about friendships also, or longer term relationships and families and things, there's certain things that after you spend enough time together where you just kind of, you understand enough where you can just flow with it. Or there's, you know, um, I remember my grandparents where they could just look at each other and they would communicate so much. They're really dangerous when we played cards at the table because they, kind of <laughs> <laughs> they were talking across the table and I had no idea what they were saying, but they knew exactly. Yeah. And so, but it was that understood context that made the, the relationships so rich and wonderful, you know, and with that too, though, you know, if to try to explain that outside of that, you kind of had to spend some time to say, this is what this reminded us of or why somebody shared a laugh. It's kind of bringing them into the joke or into the story that way. I just want to, give a couple different examples. I know that the, the story at the beginning kind of um, sets you on a different path as far as choose your own adventure as framing it. The reason why this is important is because even not even just um, you drop into a story and you're adding your own context, but even terms that would sound the same or exactly the same have very different meanings to different people, depending on generation or depending on profession, for example. Like the term pink Cadillac. Now, for some people, they would think Elvis Presley, man, that was the most famous pink Cadillac in existence. And some people would say Mary Kay Cosmetics, you know, somebody slayed it in the network marketing world and now they're driving a pink Cadillac around. Now, those are about as different as you can possibly be from one another as far as the types of emotions that may elate from somebody, you know, but it's the same thing. It's a pink Cadillac and it means something very different depending on what generation you're in or what industry you're working in. You know, and I, I also think that maybe was a movie with uh, Clint Eastwood at one time, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. Um, oh, dating myself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. One of the funny things is uh, when I when I went into service industries, and I had learned the term POS. That's an acronym for point of sale. So it's actually right. you know like the register and stuff. Well, before I knew that, I always meant uh, POS. Always meant piece of something, <laughs> and I'm so you know the POS. I'm like you what are you talking about? You know, I, I had a moment going like, I didn't know what you're talking about. And surely I don't think you're talking about what I think you're talking about. And I was right. They weren't. So I think with that too, I want to just frame a little bit about when you're understanding context, there's a couple different things you need to keep in mind. One is there's kind of your objective framework. You know, this is where you're kind of reviewing truths and falsehoods. And what this does is it frames definitions and it keeps it impersonal. Because a lot of times where uh, people have gone awry in conversations and it's turned into arguments, uh, I can think of my wife and I specifically where, <laughs> you know, it was a conversation and because we didn't, you know, keep all the emotions and things out of it to define the context, you know, <laughs> it could have turned out better in some of those situations. But that framework allows you to review facts. Right. And um, I actually had something like this happen to me uh, just the other day. Where a coworker of mine totally thought I was, I said something totally different that I didn't say. I had this where I was 
we had a not an argument but more of a disagreement about something and i said well you lied to me and they took it extremely personal they and they and it just went it kind of went off the rails quickly <laughs> because they didn't understand the context in which i was telling them that that you had lied to me and so just remember that too that different people like they're coming from different perspectives and they may take something you say out of context instantaneously and then you have to kind of try to pull it back so keep it impersonal and it really does help and if you can define that up front as much as possible it helps to at least mitigate misunderstandings on the front you know i know too when you set the context correctly it also changes your understanding of the subtext subtext is defined as an underlying and often distinct theme in a piece of writing or conversation. And so sometimes where you're saying, well, they said this, and now you're kind of reading into the thing, you're interpreting the theme differently because you right. have a skewed context. That's important because until you get that correct, it's going to, you're not going to have a right perception of something. So some of that is just making sure that you are calibrated correctly and understanding all those different things. Exactly. I mean, that happens in pretty much everyday life. I think anytime you hear something, and that was kind of the purpose of the question at the beginning, you hear stuff and you're formulating a, a vision in your mind, and especially in your mind's eye, about what this is. So you need to actually really understand the underlying context when you're looking at something or reading something, listening to something. Otherwise, you're, you may get a totally different view of it. And sometimes that's, in, that's on purpose. You know, like in a movie or in a book, they may lead you down a, a road on purpose, and that is a difference. There is, and uh, sometimes the, the motives are good, and sometimes the motives are not good, obviously. You know, right. we've all run into situations like that, I know. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, and then understanding context helps you empathize with others. Empathy is important. And I know that in our kind of like everyday busy lives, we do kind of get, a, we do get, off that track of empathy to empathize with someone is to really help you understand who or what they are and how they got to their location in life or in just in this situation or just in this conversation with you or just in this moment so it, it's very subjective but it is empathy is important the thing that i think about with this Sometimes, especially when you're talking about something that could be a hot topic, you know, I think the, the default hot topics are, what is it, politics and religion, I think are the two. Ab ab abortion. Yes, you know, <laughs> and those words conjure up so many different feelings in people, you know, and they're, they're topics, but with them carry emotions and people have their own sets of things that go along with it. So that's different than defining the terms as far as here's the context for uh, kind, of, kind of recalibrating or calibrating to, you know, here's the framework and here's the constructs of things. This sure. is actually so that this is how it affected the people, you know, and whether or not you agree or disagree with how they have perceived or rightfully evaluated the context or against truth and falsehoods, what this does is you say, I can understand how you got there. And one of the best examples was for me, I was at this event and there was a guy who actually had started this kitchen where he employed uh, homeless guys, you know, and taught them how to be a chef and, and culinary folks and they do catering and other things. And, you know, he, the reason why he did that is because he himself was homeless. Now, when you looked at this guy, you know, like, oh, wait, you were homeless for a while. You know, you didn't, you didn't look like what I would necessarily immediately say homeless and something comes to mind, depending on what city or part of the world you live in. 
he shared the story about how he became homeless and it really brought it very close to home going like, you know what? If one or two situations in my life had turned that way, that would have been me, you know, um, that wasn't a, uh, you know, defining terms or anything, but that's just like, oh my gosh, I totally could see myself in that person's shoes. And that's, that's empathy where you can see, I could see how you got there. Exactly. I mean, em- and empathy is, it is important. I know a lot of people, it's in, in, in our society, it's hard for people to actually, I don't think it's hard for them to feel empathy. It's hard for them to even just take the second to think about the other person because once I'm done with this, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to do that. But like Brian said, it does help you to know how someone got to where they are and also put yourself in that situation too so that you can frame how to move forward with a conversation. I think with the digital world, we're especially guilty, all of us, where we read something. Depending on how media frames it, depending on the type of camera angles the person chooses or whatever, we have a very different idea about what something really was like to be there or to have heard something or why somebody said something. It's very easy to to spin the context out of context and all of a sudden now you have a very different perception of what it is. The thing too is that because in the digital world you're not in the same physical space. So as much as like video and film and all those other kinds of things you can see and do that and you can even watch some people's dynamic going back and forth on like talk shows or something it does matter that you are actually physically in the room together where you're picking up how they shift their body a little bit that may have been off camera. Those things really matter. Sure. And like, like Brian's saying, like it does matter when you're on the internet or you're reading comments or you're reading something you, you're not getting, you aren't getting the full context of the situation for one, because the internet really doesn't have a tone to it. It's the tone in which we imply to it. So that's why it's important to, you know, put yourself to empathize with somebody else. But when you're when you are talking to somebody, like Brian gave his example of that of the story, which is which is actually a really moving story if you think about it. Because for him and I, I mean, for us, we don't know what it's like to be homeless, but it could be just one or two different situations, and you could have got there. Totally. The best thing I think we can all do is if we really want to have a meaningful dialogue and something that would not just kind of by default reinforce the things that we've we've believed or our views on things. Once we begin to know we all have some blind spots in our contextual awareness, it allows us to be open to listen and to make sure that we are constantly evaluating like a good detective would. You know, is this truth? Is this actually something that we need to understand the, the terms by which this is being framed? One. And also with that too, are we understanding the hearts of people about the impact those situations had on them to come to now. Those two things, remember, they're kind of held in tension because they're, they're both and, and yet the, the truth of a situation may be different than maybe what somebody had felt in the moment, but they're all important to know. The biggest thing that we can do is, uh, you know, with the beliefs that we've held and the views that we've held, a good, solid view and belief is open to criticism or open to another perspective, and maybe it'll change it. Maybe you will say, you know, I've uh, perceived this correctly. I think that's a valuable exercise to go through, especially with those around you that are different, that have a different background than you. That takes a little bit more effort to do, but absolutely believe it's worth the effort to put forward. I think that's a good spot to maybe put a comma in the conversation, huh, Brian? I think so, Josh. So until next time, 
This is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.